The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's a Thursday here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, and that, of course, means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with your man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White, at RW3 on Twitter. You can follow him at Tom Ryle BTB. And it's another Thursday where we get you set for what the Cowboys are going to be doing this weekend, although a little bit different this weekend because we've got a game that doesn't really have much stake for the Dallas Cowboys, and we'll get into that in just a second. Thanks to the fact, quite frankly, that they laid an egg against the Arizona Cardinals, at least in my opinion, from an offensive standpoint, Tom. So before we get into the topics that you and I have prepared for today, and we've got some newsy things as well to get to, how did you feel following a game that both you and I had anticipated the Cowboys would win and win somewhat comfortably against a depleted Arizona team now the likelihood of us facing this Arizona team again in the exact same building, a better Arizona team, I might add, is looming and somewhat has me feeling like we've stepped back into the Garrett age of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it was an awful lot of here we go again uh, when we saw what happened because uh, uh, we've seen them kind of have these late season stumbles that they never recovered from, which is, yeah, there's several concerns uh, I have about that. And it leaves us wondering, are the Cowboys a good team or are they just uh, been having a good year in a, when in a season where there's a lot of bad teams out there and doing some beating up on some teams, catching them at the right time. Um, you know, and, and there was always the danger this could happen because the Denver Broncos game was certainly a case of where that wasn't a good team they got blasted by. Uh, that was just them kind of coming apart a little bit. And they did it again uh, against the Cardinals, and now we're going to have to face it. And, you know, there's talk they could have J.J. Watt back. And that just – that don't seem a formula for success for the Cowboys. J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, also likely to return for that matchup. Rondale Moore, another 
speedy wide receiver able to return for that matchup. And who knows, right? We know their team could be even better depending on what referees the Cowboys will be facing in that game as well. <laughs> at least if you listen to the players, I don't subscribe to that crap, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it's easy for me to say, right. I'm a fan watching from the field and certainly the refs missed their fair share. The most glaring of which was the fact that the sky ju- sky judge couldn't weigh in on what appeared to be a clear fumble that the Cowboys themselves couldn't weigh in on because they had wasted their timeouts and had not given them an opportunity to, uh, to, to review that. So here's where we find ourselves Cowboys now with a 90% chance, according to the article you wrote on bloggingtheboys.com of winding up in the four spot. So how do you prepare Mike McCarthy? And when I say that, I'm speaking to you, Tom. How do you prepare this Cowboys team? And how would you prepare this Cowboys team to face an Eagles team that in all likelihood, well, there's, I guess there's no chance, right, of them facing each other in the first round of the playoffs. So there's nothing really to prepare yourself for. How do you approach that? Yeah, um, I'm not sure that uh, there's absolutely zero chance of meeting the Eagles. It just, it's like, 1.8% that that could happen or something. So yeah, you don't worry about that. And had a long discussion on the uh, live stream on Tuesday uh, about starting or sitting the players uh, got beat up a little bit for saying, I thought they needed to start. They put the starters out there just to get them going, get some things going right get them a little bit of confidence. Uh, you know, I don't really believe in momentum, but I think having some confidence built up and knowing that you've got things that will work could help. Uh, that's assuming that they actually did work with them. But now as things continue to eventuate, and I think about it some more, um, I'm thinking maybe it's time to treat this like the third preseason game. Uh, which is no longer the dress rehearsal game now, just treat it as let's run all the the backups out there and let them get a lot of playing time and sit the starters, sit Dak, sit Amari Cooper, sit C.D. Lamb, um, sit DeMarcus Lawrence. Well, I was going to say Michael Parsons, but gosh, gee, uh, he's probably already sitting because he just entered the COVID protocol, Mm -hmm. which – may not be a bad thing because once he comes back, then I think he's clear. Uh, I don't think he has to worry about testing or anything um, since having tested positive. And then if he can get the consecutive negative tests, uh, which would almost certainly be in time for the first playoff game, then he's clear for the playoffs. If I understand the rules, which admittedly they've changed so much and are confusing. I don't know for sure. I've got that right, but and it made me think, maybe he's the first domino. Uh, if he doesn't play well, then, you know, why do you want to risk Parsons and Gregory and, and Gallimore? Uh, why don't you sit those guys? Uh, give Jaron Curse a break. Uh, and if you're going to do that on defense, well, why in the world wouldn't you do that on offense? Sit as many people as you can. Uh, just keep a few of them in uniform in case you have to put somebody out there just to keep playing the game. But protect them. I would even, you know, Nick Sirianni has basically said he hasn't decided, but everything's on the table, which can be interpreted as 
yeah, we're thinking about sitting, sitting everybody. I could almost see a handshake agreement between the coaches. Like, okay, we're both going to sit our starters and let's just fight with what we got left to see who wins the game for whatever bragging rights there are. Uh, yeah, I could see doing that. I think the NFL and I guess ABC, ESPN are carrying the game. They probably would be less than thrilled about moving them to seven, uh, seven o'clock or how, whatever time it is Saturday night, and then getting just a glorified preseason matchup. Um, but you got to do what's right for the team. And I think right now health is the big question. And I, I, I'm sort of starting to really go towards why put people out there for this real slim chance of improving your seating, which only depends on, I think, Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay lost, no, if, if the Rams lost and uh, – Both the Rams sure. and the Bucks have to lose and the Cowboys win for them to have any seating change, right? Because if they're I'm, – I'm, I'm just one of those trying. teams wins, then they lost the tiebreaker to Tampa. And I think if the Rams, they, I'm not sure on. No, they don't lose the tiebreaker to the Rams. So I think that's it. If just the Rams were to lose, and I'm thinking, I don't think, I don't know what happens with the Cardinals game. I'm real confused. I'd have to go back and restudy it all because it's also around. I haven't tried to memorize the various playoff scenarios, but there is a chance they could move to the three. And if they got into the three-way tie, once again, they're back in the two spot, which I just think that's not worth worrying about whether or not one of your starters is going to go down and be lost to the playoffs. I agree. I don't think it's worth, I don't really think it's worth worrying about. Um, but I, but I am saying I I'm vacillating a little bit. I started on the side of, yes, you have to sit all these guys. Absolutely. But as you mentioned, the third preseason game, I think back to the way that they treated the old third preseason game back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I mean like three years ago when they would actually play starters for a half just to get mm -hmm. their rhythm to it. And I think there would be something to that for this offensive unit, right? Whether it be a series or two of no huddle or a series of no huddle and a series of, you know, hurry up or some type of mixture of the two, right? Some, some, either gadget plays or establishment of plays that you, you feel comfortable about that, you know, you're going to run, you know, regardless of what you're seeing on the defensive side, because you know, that's a comfortable play for you. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the first team offense for that for a few series, but bar none, right. They need to spend some time on the sidelines for this game on Saturday night against the Eagles. Um, if that means, you know, Dak Prescott gets a series and he's done, well, so be it, right? Ezekiel mm -hmm. Elliott, I don't know if I need Zeke to play at all in this game. Yeah. E even he's, if I, was... I expect them to get, you know, their act together from a no-huddle standpoint. I'm fine if Zeke sits. Yeah, I I, I agree on, on Elliott, uh, although, you know, you might want to keep this, you know, just between you and me. I'm not too sure the Cowboys running game really is that much worse off if he doesn't play. No, I don't think it um, is. Yeah, because he just hasn't been doing much. Maybe if he gets 
a little a week healthier with resting, maybe then he can do some more. So yeah, that's another argument. Um, you know, and and like I said, just with what's going on, it's it, to me if a guy comes in and says, "Oh man, I got this nasty paper cup," it's like you're on the guidelines. You ain't playing. You know, just for whatever excuse you come up with, just well, keep them off the field. And there's a benefit too, I think from relying on those second unit guys, you know, uh, you need to find a player and fast to make up for the loss of Michael Gallup. So what an opportunity for the likes of Cedric Wilson and Malik Turner um, and Noah Brown to kind of battle it out amongst themselves and get a full game's worth of action against a playoff team. Right. I think that is worthwhile from an offensive standpoint. Um, We did get the news that Blake Jarwin, has begun his practice window. It's not expected that he's going to be able to go again this weekend, but that would be another player from my standpoint that I wouldn't mind seeing out there just to, to get his legs back underneath him mm-hmm. on the defensive side, right? There are players like Nashawn Wright and Kelvin Joseph, uh, who we would like to see more of. I think Quentin Bohana was also a player I would like to see more of, although he was placed on the COVID list this week. So unlikely he's going to be able to, I think he came. I think he was reactivated. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. He came off the COVID list this week. So he is a player that they can potentially rely on um, Mm -hmm. this weekend. And I would like to see them do that. Give the likes of Odigizua, who's been fantastic this season, uh, an unsung hero of the defensive line. He's been amazing. Give Neville Gallimore, give Randy a break, give, uh, give tank a break. And you've got an entire second unit to be able to rush the passer. Right. Um, no reason, I think, to deny Leighton Vander Esch on there, right? I don't think there's a whole lot of risk of having him out there, personally. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm fine with him staying out there. And you know, if you want to sit Trayvon, uh, if you want to sit one of the safeties, right? If you want to give, give Curse a little bit of a break, especially since he's ailing at the moment and and in doubt for this weekend to begin with, I say go ahead and do it, right? Wrap him up. Um, yeah. So I think we're in the same boat for the most part, right? 80, 80 to ninety percent resting the players. We'd love to hear your thoughts, of course. You can hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you think, how the Cowboys should approach it. I'll ask you this, Tom, since you still have to field a football team, right? You still got to play a game, unless you're going to do the kneel down uh, for four straight quarters that's been proposed for the Sunday night matchup. That'll be incredible to see if that winds up happening, by the way, Tom, if they actually wind up going that route. Uh, Two teams that could actually make the playoffs basically by agreeing to a gentleman's tie at the beginning of the game. But um, (laughs) with that being said, if you could only protect one player, right, you can only bubble wrap one, you're the GM, but they'll only let you put in one to take a break from this weekend and everybody else has got to play. Who are you putting in bubble wrap and why? I'm just going to go with the old reliable answer. And I'm going to say, don't put Dak Prescott out there. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the easy answer. It's the obvious answer. It's so obvious that I don't think you can really go another direction. Uh, if you go, if you can only protect one guy, that's him. Let Cooper Rush take all the snaps. Um, but if if something happens to Prescott, you know, the team is dead in the water. It's pretty much the same for almost any uh, team and their starting quarterback that's headed into the playoffs. Um, just, I don't really have any, I, I don't have anyone else that even makes me think that they would be, uh, 
be uh, uh, someone of more value to the team. If there was someone, if I even gave any thought to another one, well, that would be Micah Parsons, who's now in the COVID protocol. Because yeah. he's probably about as valuable to the defense as, as Dak is to the offense when things are functioning well. And he's off the table. So circle back around and I come up with keep Dak on the sidelines. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yep. And pretty much no one would disagree with that, right? It's a little bit of a fool's question to ask mm-hmm. that and then not put the caveat in there about it's got to be someone besides the quarterback. Because sure, I think we would take Dak 10 times out of 10. Um, if I had to go elsewhere other than the quarterback position, I kind of waffle between a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman. I mean, I, am I crazy to think, you know, Zach Martin? on the offensive side and tank on the defensive side completely changes these defense, assuming of course, already knowing that Micah Parsons is gone. Right. Um, If either of those guys were to get hurt in this final game, I would be kicking myself because I would think to myself, the impact in this game is so minimal and so meaningless, but their impact going forward and what the impact would be if they weren't available is so massive that I would not want to risk it. So I had a kind of a partial tie between Zach and Tank. Well, if, since you're going to – if you want to go with, okay, you can't pick Dak, then I would go with an offensive lineman. For me, it would be Tyron Smith just because he's been, you know, dealing with some injuries. And I think another week off might maybe help him be a little healthier into the playoffs, and you'll take every little bit of help you can get at this point. We will. And we can, uh, crossing our fingers that the Cowboys make it through safely. Uh, Delta major injury blow, of course, with the loss of Michael Gallup, as we mentioned already. So that is something that they're going to continue to deal with, and I'm sure will play into how they prepare for this game against Philly, right? If they hadn't had that Michael Gallup injury, we might be looking at this game entirely differently and not be feeling anything about it. Um, I would have said uh, in all likelihood – based on what we've seen from the offense, I might've said, I wanted to see them out there. Yeah. Right. I wanted but, them to establish some more rhythm and establish themselves again to feel good about what their offense is doing, because I don't think what they did against the Cardinals had a lot of people feeling too good about it. Um, yeah. There was some but, news 
Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. You may be getting to what I was going to bring up. Go ahead. There was some news that came down this week in regards to our fair city here in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it turns out that the NFL is exploring alternate Super Bowl sites, and Arlington has been named as one of those potential alternates. Now, the deal not finalized, right? They're still considering different venues, and they're still considering whether or not they even need to move it out of L.A., right? So for now, mm-hmm. Super Bowl still planned for Los Angeles there in February. But if the game somehow gets down to AT&T Stadium, how wild would it be for the Cowboys to find themselves in a home game in the Super Bowl? And here's the real question. Would it actually be a home game <laughs> if the Cowboys played the Super Bowl at AT&T Stadium? Because we know what it's like when other big-time teams come to town. Cowboys yeah. fans sell their tickets because that's where they can make their money to pay for the rest of the football season. Yeah. Now yeah. – it's a Super Bowl, and we know the type of money that will be coming in for a, a Super Bowl that the Cowboys are involved in. So yeah. do we think it'll be a, it would actually even be a home game? Yeah, I, and I don't know. The, the Super Bowl crowd is not a typical football crowd. That's exactly right, right? It's no longer a fan crowd. It's a celebrity crowd. Yeah, it's people that have the money for these highly priced tickets because, like you said, the resale market is just so lucrative. You can't blame anybody for selling tickets. And a lot of people are there to see and be seen and to enjoy the halftime show, which I don't can't remember the last time I actually watched one of those. Oh, Tom, um, the weekend yeah. was amazing. Bruno Mars blew it out of the water, right? I mean... I- I may have watched Lady Gaga, uh, partly because I like some of her songs, but oh, I she dropped into that, that was, stadium. That was big. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was my real motivation for watching. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you didn't hear me say that. That's no. That, anyway, but yeah, uh, I think it would be cool if the Cowboys could make it there. That's just an awful tough climb at this point, having fallen back into the fourth seed, most likely stuck there. Gonna have to go on the road. Gonna have to beat some really tough opponents to get there. But maybe they can catch fire uh, starting in a week and a half. So you know, let's just cross our fingers and hope. And let's hope while we, you know, we talked a lot about injuries and we mentioned Michael Parsons, but that COVID threat is going to probably dictate one or more games in the postseason. Uh, all the teams are facing this. We've seen rosters just suddenly nearly wiped out for a game, uh, you know, having to put your third string quarterback out there. And uh, it was, I guess, a little unnerving to see that uh, on Wednesday night, Amari Cooper and CD Lamb were uh, at the uh, Mavericks game uh, to honor Dirk Nowitzki, which I understand that was a huge ticket. Still, when you've just had a teammate go in the protocol. Who, oh, by the way, was last seen in public at a Mavericks game. The night before, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, it was, but there may be some provisions over the fact that Amari Cooper's 
just came out of the protocol and stuff. So they may not be vulnerable to testing. Um, so I don't want to come down too hard on any of that. Just I kind of maybe wish it had been different myself, but that's just me. And we'll just leave it at that and hope that the Cowboys don't have something bad happen like Dak Prescott testing on a Friday morning and, and having to go into the protocol when he can't make it back. So, yeah, you all know, I that's... can say about that is, and I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and preach to you to, to, you know, wear a mask or get vaccinated or do all these things. I do those things because I feel like they do keep me in a, you know, better position, but I'm not going to preach to you on that front, right? Everybody's got their own opinions and own beliefs on it, but you can be damn sure that if everybody has their opinions and beliefs about it, and for any reason, a Cowboys player finds themselves unable to play in a playoff game for any reason other than an injury, Cowboys fans are going to have an opinion about that as well. And I can Mm -hmm. guarantee it won't be one of empathy and understanding and (laughs) celebration of you having the freedom to have made the choice you made to go out to a basketball game, even if it was one of the basketball games that was celebrating one of the greatest, if not the greatest sports hero in the city of Dallas, right? Dirk Nowitzki is that for people that don't live in the Dallas area, right? So make no Mm -hmm. mistake, a huge night and one that many fans and players would want to be at and be seen at. But having said all that, I've been around Cowboys fans long enough to know that if a trip to Cabo in a playoff bye week once had fans going off into a tizzy for an entire offseason, then a missed game because of a COVID protocol situation would have nearly the same effect, if not more so. So that's all I'm saying is enjoy your life, enjoy what you do, and by all means, right, don't live in the shadows. But at the same time, be ready for the backlash that could come if – by not following the protocols, you wind up in a situation in a circumstance that uh, puts your team at risk. So that's what I got. I guess even I said I wasn't going to preach to you, Tom, and even then I feel like I'm stepping off a soapbox here as yeah. we transition to our next kind of topic of conversation. And that is, you know, you recently just mentioned they're going to face some tough teams in this playoff run, right? Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and oh, by the way, you know, it's crazy how different we would feel, I think, had the Cowboys won this game against Arizona. Do you realize had the Cowboys won this game, Tom, they would be in the midst of a five game winning streak, one game away from being the two seed and potentially the one seed in the NFC. And now we're one game away in terms of what feels like a meaningless game, win, lose, or draw, we're not going to feel any better or worse about the Cowboys' chances going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And finding ourselves in ultimately, most likely, the four seed. When you look at what we're up against and you look at what the Cowboys bring to the table, what do you fear is the biggest liability for the Cowboys as we head into the postseason? To me, it's the fact that Kellen Moore seems to have lost his way. I really don't understand what has happened to the offense. I don't understand why Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb 
are getting relatively few targets and what seems an obvious spread the ball around. I mean, Cooper is just a phenomenal route runner. He knows how to get open uh, in almost any situation, especially if you can catch the other team uh, with single coverage against him, or you can pull the safety off with some somebody else through uh, how you design the play. Why aren't you throwing the ball that way and seeing if he can come down with it? It's just mystifying. Uh, the run game virtually vanished against the Cardinals. Uh, and it did so before it really seemed necessary to do that. I'm, I'm lost. I don't, I don't know what Moore is doing. I don't know why the things that he was dialing up and working so effectively early in the season have just been relegated to the dustbin. I, 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 I'm, I'm mystified. Right now, the offense is struggling, and I'm really suspecting that a big part of it is that Moore is just not getting his part of the job done. And right now, that's my concern. I think if Moore really can find his play-calling rhythm, the Cowboys can still compete with anybody on the field because they can go out and put up points. That's not happening right now, and he is the one thing that, I just don't, haven't seen anything that makes me feel real good about that. Wow. So the biggest liability for the Cowboys offensively, probably not what we would have said would be the case at the beginning of the season. In addition to that, it also falls on the coaching staff, which candidly, right. For those that listen to the pod on a weekly basis, you heard us singing the praises of Mike McCarthy and staff mm. a week ago. We were questioning whether or not he should be in the coach of the year conversation, right? Whether or not he was getting disrespected. I still felt he was being disrespected based on the odds. Never suggested that he should absolutely be the coach of the year winner. In fact, I think that goes to Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals with the way they've played and the way they've looked uh, here recently. That pick looks even better in my opinion. But having said that, I think perhaps the liability – I might agree with you, falls with the coaching staff. Now, do I have my concerns about Dak Prescott and how he's reading defenses? Yes, I do, right? They've gone to the too high approach, it seems, that is becoming popularized again in the NFL these days to essentially take away the big shot for the likes of Patrick Mahomes and you know Dak Prescott and the guys that can pick you apart if you blitz them instead sit back with everybody on the defense and force them to make the right decision every time, right? The hope is that if they have to make 10 decisions in a drive, maybe they make one or two bad ones and you get an opportunity to make a play or, you know, change the game, change the drive, right? But I look at that one specific play against the Cardinals, and I don't know if you saw it, where they showed an all-out blitz. Four defensive linemen, four inside linebackers and a cornerback that had all been drawn in all standing within three feet of the defensive line or three feet of the line of scrimmage. And then as the snap came, all four of them or four of the eight completely fell back into a zonal defense and it completely confused Dak Prescott forced him to kind of ultimately hold the ball a little bit too long. And I think he wound up taking a sack on that play, but that was the type of thing that, 
does make me concerned. I know I'm talking in circles a little bit because I started with, you know, the coaching staff, but Dak's ability to read defenses at this moment too, it's kind of one A and one B for me. Um, of course, the the third option I think, and a big one, is what we're doing with the kicking game. If you had to ask the negative Nancy inside of me, it would tell you that I think the Cowboys are probably going to have a game lost in the playoffs as a result of either a missed field goal or a coaching blunder. I swear, I hope it's not true. But that yeah. is the way that I feel that it's going to end for the Cowboys in 2021. We, we are so – we have such expectations that Greg Zerline is going to shank something that when I submitted my staff writer pick for the uh, article that our colleague David Howman compiles every week of what we're picking for the game – I incorporated a missed extra point from Greg Zerline to come up with the Cowboys score in that game uh, because it's just, you just, you just, you, you just go, well, is this the one he misses? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. And uh, man, uh, I think it's also been pointed out that the problem the Cowboys have right now is that there isn't really a more dependable option out there. A lot of kickers are having some trouble this year. It just hasn't been a good year for the for the legs. Yeah, I think and, I've seen that Haralahu kid they had on their practice squad earlier this season and even kicking in a preseason game. I think I've seen him kick for three different teams since yeah. he was with the Cowboys. And he's still not caught on no, with one. No. So, so yeah, they I think they need to open that up in the offseason, but that's we're gonna have time to talk about that for months. So we'll just leave that for a future day. But yeah, um, that's a real concern. Uh, I could could also mention just their their run slash running quarterback defense sometimes makes me worry about them being able to get a key stop. But then there's just the big one, and no matter or a big one, there's no matter where you want to assign the blame. Uh, because I'm like you, I didn't think it was a good look the way the Cowboys players were addressing things. But penalties have just been killing drives, drive after drive after drive. Uh, it's sometimes you ask, can they really stop it? Because there are some puzzling things that get called uh, in an asymmetrical way, as in hold the Cowboys get called for holding when an almost identical situation on the other end of the field mm. doesn't get called. I know, and I, I know that I don't want to say that that's something that you can really point to the referees. I think NFL officiating is a serious problem that the league has its head in the sand and refuses to address because whatever they do is going to cost money, which the owners see as coming in and robbing from their wallets, uh, not looking at it as investing in, in the quality of the product and the future of the game, but God knows that we've learned that billionaires in this country don't get those millions of dollars by, by far-sighted wisdom. Hmm. The, uh, but they've got to get that under control. I don't know if they can. Uh, it does seem that almost 
every week there's somebody out there that the, the referees just decide they're going to throw yellow flags at them. Um, the Cowboys have had theirs. I, I still will say that uh, the, the infamous three pass interception game for Anthony Brown, I think he's had what, like one flag the rest of the season or something. Yeah. Something doesn't track there. I uh, just, you know, you look at that and you go like, it's the same player. He played all these other games. And now in this game, he's doing it wrong. But, you know, enough of that. I don't want to use that as an excuse for the Cowboys. I'm just saying they've got to try their best to find a solution for and just accept the fact that there may not be a solution uh, if some of the dire conspiracy theories have any basis at all, which I will say I don't think it's a conspiracy. I don't really know what's going on. You know, if, if I was going to say something, I actually think it's because the Cowboys are such a big draw on television and there are some uh, officials that get kind of pumped up with themselves out there on the big national stage and they're going to put on a show and make sure they get, you know, (laughs) just human nature is human nature. And I'm, there's a couple of the, the, uh, the crews that you really get a vibe like that from. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope I'm wrong, but, you know, I just I, – it's going to kill me if the Cowboys wind up getting bounced from the playoff and there's one of those end-of-the-game plays where a flag or a missed turnover or something like that uh, decides the game. How about an offensive pass interference against the Rams? Yeah. It's just, you know, or something or, or a phantom false start, mm. you know, because uh, the Cowboys have seen that, you know, uh, I, I don't know what to say. Well, it feels odd to pick a game in which you don't really know who's going to be playing in it, but that's what we do every game as the Cowboys take on the Eagles looking for a clean sweep. If you want to put motivational numbers to it, right. Cowboys can sweep the division for the first time in a long time. So that may be something on the minds of Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff, but otherwise, Tom, can you pick a score for this game against the Eagles on Saturday night? Yeah. And uh, this may be the first one I've done all, all year long. Uh, I think that it's going to be mostly uh, backups playing. I don't think either team is going to be horribly interested in winning. Uh, just, you know, the backups will have a chance to go out and try to do something, and they're going to do everything they can. And as I said, I think that uh, prob- I'm actually feeling that it's going to come late. The Cowboys are going to drive down with a chance to tie the score uh, and put it into overtime, which we'd all hate. God, and- we would. <laughs> and 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 Zerline is going to miss the extra point. And the Cowboys fall twenty four to twenty three. Oh, awesome! Classic, great. That'll have us feeling <laughs> really good um, going forward. I have a little bit lower score in game because I think the Cowboys uh, unit is going to be smart about things. I think they wind up losing twenty to sixteen, but I do think we get a touchdown pass um, to Malik Turner. I'm going to say Malik Turner hauls another one in and continues his good little streak. And then uh, hopefully a few field goals from Greg Zerline, right? If it's 16, I'm counting a touchdown, an extra point, and three, count them three field goals for Greg Zerline. So we are going to get to feel a little bit better going into the playoffs about how he's kicking because he's going to make all three of his field goals. 
I love I love the idea of Turner catching the touchdown pass, but is Cedric Wilson going to throw it? Yes, yes, good call. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I have Connor McGovern going to throw it on a sneak play. Right, <laughs> they're going to line him up in the backfield. How tricky would that be if they lined him up in the backfield and let him throw a pass? I'm just saying, Kellen, um, if you want to get real creative, have some fun, and you know, hey, this is the game to maybe do that type of thing in. Anyway, yeah, we could forgive you. They're not going to be able to do that because McGovern is going to be playing guard. <laughs> ah, good point. Good point. <laughs> well, for Tom, I'm Roy. That's another episode of Riled Up in the Books. Of course, every Thursday, you can get Riled Up on the Cowboys with myself, Roy White, and my man, Tom Ryle. Follow him at Tom Ryle BTB. Follow me at RW3 on the Twitter sphere. And of course, check out all the great content we have available for you at bloggingtheboys.com and also on our YouTube page. Go subscribe to the channel. And uh, make sure you listen to all the great podcasts on our podcasting network. But for Tom, I'm Roy. Stay riled up on the Cowboys. We'll see you next Thursday. Playoffs, baby. That's what's on the horizon. <laughs>